This is the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, the only podcast devoted to making soul music relevant again. Let's get started with your host, Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. My special, special, special guest today is a talented singer, songwriter, musician from Massachusetts. His name is Alan Evans. Mr. Evans, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Fantastic, man. Welcome to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. Man, thanks for having me. I've been looking yeah. forward to this. Oh, man, great. I'm glad you joined. Glad you joined in. Um, you guys have a new single out. Uh, it's called as as far as we know, which is let me tell you an awesome song. It reminded me of some of the um, some of the throwback singers bands from the seventies. Mm -hmm. It's really a great song, and hopefully we'll get a chance to to play it here on the interview. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and everything else. But before we do, um, tell us a little bit more about Alan Evans. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Uh, briefly, I'll try and do this as short as possible. Um, all right, man. We have all day. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Well, uh, originally, I'm from. Uh, I grew up in. I was born, raised in Buffalo, New York, and uh, I started playing music at a very early age. My first instrument was drums, and I started playing drums about uh, nine months old and um started playing guitar when i was about 12 and then i was like i was gigging out in clubs when i was 11. so i've been i've been and i'm 46 now and i mean i was like and i, I first hit the road playing when i was oh about 14 or 15. wow so yeah yeah so i've been doing it just a little while and uh you know i've just i've traveled all over the world i mean my um my main group uh, for the past over 20 years is a band called Soul Live. Um, and, uh, but like I said, we've been together over 20 years, so we don't really tour and do like, like we used to when we were younger. So it gives me opportunities to, to kind of explore my, my other um, uh, personalities, I guess, in, in music or my other things that I'm hearing. So one of one of them being Crush Velvet and the Velveteers, and uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess, and I'm also a studio engineer. I have a, I own an, uh, a recording studio, um, which a, a lot of my uh, music is recorded. But bands from all over the world come in, and um, I you know record, mix, you know, master, all all this kind of stuff. But um, when it comes down to it, I'm just a lover of music. Uh, and the lover, like lover of music and, and specifically songs, you know what I mean? Like songs that really like either like tell a story or like um, help convey, uh, uh, you know, do a very good job of conveying emotion, you know, things like that. That's, I mean, if I wasn't playing music, I would just, music would be in my life somehow. So, um so when it really comes down to it, I just I'm just a lover of music. Okay, and simple. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so you said that um, you were playing the drums at I think you said nine months. Yeah, that's what my mom says. And there's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, so 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 the funny thing is, um, uh, it's drum. I guess drums, but more specifically, I guess music is kind of my first language. You know, it's like it's a lot easier for me to express myself uh, through music than it is the spoken word, you know, but I guess that kind of makes sense, you know. Right. Was um, music was so music was prevalent in your home growing up? Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. So um, my my father um, was a huge um, uh, 
collector of music, uh, a student of music, you know, just a huge fan of music. He wasn't a professional musician, though he could have been, easy, like easily. So he, had, he was a drummer. So that obviously that's where the, the drums came, came in. And uh, it turns out, well, I shouldn't say it turns out, but my mother's father, my grandfather, who I had never met, he, he passed away years before I was born. He was a drummer as well. So um, I, I guess it was, uh, you know, it was just kind of in my blood. Um, but yeah, but music was a huge part of, um, of our existence. Um, I mean, and like I said, my father, like he, you know, in his, um, in his lifetime, he saw, I mean, man, all of the jazz greats, like at, at the prime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he was going to see concerts back in the 50s and the 60s. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like he would tell stories about what one story he was saying, you know, he saw Tony Williams for the first time when Tony Williams was out playing drums with Miles Davis, like on the first tour. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like not a lot of people can, you know, can say that, you know. So, uh, at least uh, people who are still around. So, um, so anyway, so music was, it was always playing in the house. Um, and, um, yeah, it just, it just, it just rubbed out, rubbed off, you know? Okay. Um, you have siblings who are in the music business too, or do music? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So my, my younger brother, uh, Neil is in, is in soul life with me and he, he plays keyboards and um, and then so we have two uh, younger sisters who aren't uh, they don't play music. So it's basically just uh, my brother, my uh, younger brother and myself, you know, and actually. So our older our older brother, though, who's quite, you know, he Rod is uh, what uh, 17 years older than I am. Rod was actually I mean, he's a big um, music head. Uh, audiophile he was a dj back in the 70s so man so so that's the crazy thing so like coming up we have um you know our father who would be playing us you know uh jazz um classical music and, and definitely turned us on to some other stuff you know that was a little outside the jazz realm you know but then we had my brother rod who was like man i remember the day off the wall came out you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's, you know, I guess I'm, I'm you know, like I said, I'm 46, you know, so, um, but, so he was hipping us to, you know, all the funk, you know, I mean, he, man, I mean, like Rob was, you know, he saw Donny Hathaway on the tour when they were, when they recorded the live album, you know what I mean? Like he, he was at Parliament Funkadelic when the mothership, when they were landing the mothership in 77. And this is all the kind of stuff. So he was having us stuff, you know, Bob Marley, you know, all this. So we had every things coming in from all directions. And then, like I said, it just, it just rubbed off. Okay. Um, so I guess music was always around. So uh, naturally you just kind of gravitated toward it. Um, tell us about, um, we're going to get into the new single, but tell us about soul alive. Uh, when did you guys form that group? And, uh, Tell us a little bit more about some of the music you guys did. Wow. So, uh, so live formed in nine, uh, 1999. And, um, uh, it was just, uh, you know, my brother, uh, playing keys, playing bass and key, you know, bass keys and, and a Hammond organ clad. He's, you know, and, uh, we had, uh, we have a guitarist, uh, Eric Krasno and, um, and we just, from 99, uh, I mean, we just hit it hard, man. Like, just on the road. And, and then, so by early 2000, late 2000, we were signed to Blue Note Records. And, you know, and it, just from there, things just kind of took off. After Blue Note, we took a little break from the, the late major label thing, but then we signed with Concord Records. And then at the time they purchased stacks so then all of a sudden we found ourselves on stacks records so we put out a, a you know and that was crazy you know because we then that was right around the 50th anniversary of stacks records so we actually did a show in memphis to celebrate the that 50 and 50th anniversary 
And man, it was crazy. Everybody was there. Isaac Hayes was there, you know, uh, Booker T and the MGs. Like, I mean, you can go down the list. Anybody who was still alive who was on Stacks was there. And the crazy thing is, so we're the young cats on, on, you know, nobody really knew who we were, which is fine, you know. But I'm telling you, the most amazing thing was hanging out backstage. We were all playing at this theater and just hanging out backstage. And there were cats who were like running up on each other saying, man, you know, like we haven't seen each other since Watt Stacks. And we're just, it was like a, it was like a family reunion that we just, you know, you get like pulled to by your boy, you know what I mean? You don't know anybody there, but it was deep, man. It was deep. I mean, it was just, it was great to be um, around all those, I mean, historic, I mean, like that's just history, you know? So anyway, so, you know, we've, you know, we've been out, we so live, we did, you know, you know, we were on the road with, you know, Rolling Stones, you know, uh, Dave Matthews Band, you know, did stuff with Shaka Khan, you know, Stevie Wonder sat in with us. I mean, we like, it's pretty, we've had a pretty amazing run as a band, you know, so I'm put out, I don't even know how many albums now, so uh, I literally don't know, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple out there for people to dig into. So. I got you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. The, um, I, you know, I, I the name sounds familiar, but I didn't really um, didn't really know too much about Soul Alive. Uh, Soul Alive. Yeah. Um, no, definitely cool. going to research it though. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I encourage everyone to do so. Um, okay, so you guys are still. You said you don't do much touring. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not 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 like we used to. No. Um, so actually, a, a few years ago, my brother got. Um, he played, he got called in to record on a, a new Jack White album, you know, Jack White from the White Stripes and whatever, you know. So after he did that, Jack asked him to go on tour. And so Neil, Neil, my brother Neil was out with, with Jack for almost for like a year. So obviously we didn't do anything in that year. And then once that tour was over, Neil wanted to just kind of chill out because that was like a full on rock star tour you know what i mean like so he basically didn't sleep for like a year so we took some time off um and then we started to get back into it doing some shows and then well we all kind of know what what, <laughs> what happened you know everybody kind of took a break you know so um so in so when when the whole um pandemic hit you know, I wasn't already, I wasn't touring a lot anyway. So it didn't, uh, that part of it didn't affect me that much. But um, I just said to myself that, man, you know, like, I'm going to take this time. I don't know how long we're all going to be off from the road and, and, and whatever, but I'm going to be super productive with my time. And that's really when I kind of dove into all of this other music that I'm doing from, from my label. Um, and one of them being uh, Crush Velvet and the Velveteers. So um yeah okay um so let's 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 talk about crush velvet and the velveteers i read in the bio that crush velvet is actually your alter ego yeah exactly yeah so that that kind of started i put a crush velvet on the velveteers album out uh years ago maybe 2009 some somewhere somewhere around there i can't even remember but i had a whole bunch of tunes and 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 what it happened, I ended up going into my studio and just, uh, I played bass, drums, guitar, some keys and things like that. And I said, all right, well, I got an album worth of tunes, but I just didn't want to um, put my face on, hey, Alan Evans, you know, like, whatever. that just didn't seem, I just wanted to do something different. So <laughs> the, I, I'd always kind of laugh to think what would happen if someone came into the studio and saw me recording a lot of times I'm just by myself. Cause I, um, I take on, I feel like with each instrument I'm playing, I have a different personality and, and, and that's a lot of that comes from, well, you know, it's, if you, at least this is the way I look at it. When you have like a band in the studio, you know, you have different personalities playing off of each other, and that's what really makes it kind of come to life in a way. 
So, um, yeah, so that's how I approach e each instrument. I, I play guitar differently than I play bass. I just, I literally go into a different headspace, you know, same with drums, keyboards, singing. Um, so that's kind of where the, the Crush Velvet uh, alter ego really came, came to be. Uh, it's just like a way of me um, being able to express myself and it really crushed the crushed velvet thing is more comes out of my guitar playing and the way I write music. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it, it's funny when you, um, I guess it's, it's similar to, to acting in a way, um, you know, it allows you to kind of express uh, yourself maybe a little differently than if it was just yourself. And, you know, I mean, you can go back to say like uh, David Bowie, and you know Ziggy Stardust, you know what I'm saying? Like that was just a for him. That was like a Ziggy Stardust is just a completely different entity, different person. But and the music was different, you know, other than just Bowie stuff. And then and you can and you know, I mean that's hip hop too. I mean, you know what I'm saying, man? Like that's it's there's nothing new about it. But um, so yeah. So anyway. Um, so that's kind of where the crush velvet thing comes from, you know. It's just a, it's just a way to, to express myself, you know, without really being myself, <laughs> different okay. side of myself. Well, I, I tell you, um, when I first read the bio, and I thought crush velvet and the velveteers, that sounds like a group from the seventies. <laughs> <So. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now, tell us about the uh, the latest single from uh, Crush Velvet and the Velveteers. Uh, as wow. far as we know, uh, I think I read that you wrote that a couple of years ago. Last, last, yeah, last, sometime last year. Yeah, yeah, I wrote, yeah, the music. And it's like one of those things, man. Like, um, I one day I was just hanging out, no, no plans or anything. I just, I remember picking up the guitar, start playing, and there was just something there. I said, all right, well, let me explore this. And it really didn't take me long to, to flood, get the whole idea flushed out, uh, at least on guitar. Went into the studio, put the bass drums, guitar down. And during that process, something, man, something told me to hit up uh, my man Stefan, who, uh, Brother Goodlove, you know. And I said, man, he he's just gotta he's gotta he's going to write to this he's got he's gonna sing on it now at the time I, it wasn't a crushed velvet tune it wasn't anything it was just it was just a song you know so I sent it over to him I said man I don't know what I'm gonna do with this but I would love for you to you know write to it he said all right cool I'll check it out and the thing is I for whatever reason I named it as far as we know had no idea why literally no idea that's first thing that came to me send it off to him he's like he's like oh yeah i got it man i'm all right i got something already within a couple of days he sent me a demo version of it that he just sang real quick and yo i man i lost my mind man and again but i had no plan for it so fast forward to a little bit before the lockdown I, I had a, another group of tunes and all of a sudden I was like, all right, I got an album here or what's shaping up to be an album crush velvet. I'm, let me do it. It's been years. And I was going through, I said, all right, well, what else do I have that I could throw on this album? And I five, man, I totally forgot about that joint found out. I was like, Oh, that would be perfect. So hit Steph. Oh, hey, man, he, you know, so he put the, the final vocals on it. Then I sent it, you know, got some keys on it horns the strings and then i had the the soon the the song was complete and then minneapolis went down and man i remember fi finally like i something i i don't know man it, it was weird you know like like i said um the tune came so easy to me and 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 uh, for Stefan is uh, for him as well, and uh, I, I tell people often, man, that um, at least the the songs that I really dig the most that I've ever written, man, I'm just and I'm I'm comfortable with this now. 
I'm just a, uh, I just say, I'm just like a, it's like being a conduit or a vessel for, you know, like you have to, um, at least in the songwriting process, man, when I know it's happening, uh, everything that we do, all the listening of music that I do, all the playing live, the whatever you want to call practicing, all of that is to be prepared for the moments when you're called upon to you know, to, to speak for the universe or whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, like all to me. And that's, and this song is the perfect example, man. Like I said, like I wrote that a a year ago, the the wheels were set in motion a year ago and, and uh, for it to have such a man, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have written it like after Minneapolis, you know, after George Floyd, I wouldn't have been in the mindset. I couldn't have done it. You know, like, I just know myself personally. Like I wouldn't have sat down like, man, like, man, this is messed up. I got to write about this. Like I, I don't operate like that. So I'm just thankful that, you know, that tune came to me when it did. And it's, um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's pretty amazing. It it is, um, you listening to it, you would think you just wrote it yesterday. Um, so yeah, I think it's perfect for what we're going through. Um, now that's part of a album. You said that is that album already out or, uh, no, no, it's not. We, we released, uh, that's the second single. Of, from the album the first single came out maybe a month or so before as far as we know um and now i'm, a ch- I'm basically finishing up the album um and uh it's it's a, it's gonna be a good one man it's it's a i'm, I'm really uh really happy with it so okay and um, what was the what was the first release uh <laughs> the first l- release was um Wow, the first release was called uh, the big one, uh, and so the first release was a uh, a movie soundtrack to a, a, a like a movie. It was um, it was a kind of a concept album, um, and uh, so it's uh, it definitely has a um, a shaft kind of superfly kind of thing to it, you know? Um, yeah, so. It, it was a good album, but this this one is uh, definitely a departure from that. Uh, in that, um, when the first Crush Velvet album came out, I really played up, and we, you know, you know, people work for me, whatever, really played up the Crush Velvet thing, and no one knew that I was a, I, I, a part of it. Supposedly, I just mixed this album that someone recorded back in the seventies, and it was a, a movie soundtrack for a, a, a movie back in the seventies. Uh, that never came out, and someone found me. And it was a, it came up with this whole kind of story. Um, whereas this, the, you know, since then, like everyone kind of knows that you know it's it's me. You know, I'm not hiding behind anything, you know. Um, but uh, so, but the 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 songs on this album, they're very much. Um, there's some really cool love love songs, I guess you would say, or love, you know the subject matter and then the other half of the uh album are songs like as far as we know where it's like talking about what's going on in the world you know so uh yeah i'm I'm excited about it i'm really excited about it okay uh fantastic i think this is a good place to break and we're gonna attempt to play as far as we know this is alan evans aka chris velvet and the velveteers enjoy Grown, and she learns to hate another 
It's only fear passing through with a different face As far as we know, as we, know we ain't too different You and I could spend all our time Make this world after this message. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com Now, back to our conversation. All right, we're back. Alan, uh, great song, as Thanks. far as we know. Um, tell before we continue on tell us a little bit about mr uh brother love is that how you pronounce it brother love? brother good brother good love brother good love yeah so uh stefan aka brother good love he is um man he's a he's a real cool cat man he uh his, he uh is a leader and uh lead singer of this band called aztec sun out of uh washington dc and um yeah, he he is just a phenomenal performer, um, a songwriter, 
um, singer. I mean, he's just a, a great person. And so he is um, of uh, his parents are um, he's a, of a Cameroon descent by way, uh, but he grew up in Montreal. And now he's been in the, in the States for uh, some, some time. Um, and we met uh, just on a, on a gig back in the day and, um, and just in talking before the show and after the show uh, from that first discussion, his band Aztec Sun came up to my recording studio and I recorded and, uh, and produced uh, an album for them. And we just kind of just stayed in touch over the years, you know, and um, and uh, like I said, you know, something uh, just kind of told me to hit him up to be a part of. This. So, uh, so he's on a uh, a few songs on the new Crush Velvet album, and we are just in the beginning phases of working on a Brother Good Love album for for my label. Um, so uh yeah yeah it's, it's a lot of, a lot of good things happen from just initial conversations you know backstage somewhere so okay. yeah. um what's the name of your label oh i'm sorry uh it's vintage league music vintage league music vintage yeah. league okay got it yeah got vintage it. league music yep yep okay um now you mentioned earlier that your brother um did some work with uh jack white and toured who are some of the other artists that you may have worked with? Um, I mean, you gave us the rundown of what was going on at Stax, but. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, maybe a, a, a easy and condensed way to do that is, um, so Soul Live for the past almost 10 years now, we, we do this, there's a, a venue that originally started in, in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Bowl. And now they, they have a few, um, venues around the country but the original brooklyn bowl when it opened up uh, our friend uh pete who owns the spot one of the owners asked us to um play 10 nights there as because he wanted to do something different you know so we thought that was a little crazy but whatever you know we we did it and the thing is each night we would have a different a or a few different guests with us so we kind of you know the, that first year we we kind of called on friends of ours and things like that but like i said we've been we've probably done seven or eight of them and each year they kind of got bigger and bigger so so i can just run down maybe a few guests that we've had at bow live over the years which may be kind of hard but uh uh some uh ivan neville um, and his father, Aaron Neville, Every, probably a lot of people, you know, who listen to soul music probably would know Aaron Neville, Neville Brothers, uh, George Porter Jr., a good friend of ours from the Meters. Um, who else has been on, on stage with us there? Uh, oh, man, um, Daryl McDaniels, you know, from DMC, run DMC, you know, he's, you know, uh, been up there with us. Oh, man, I mean, Talib Kweli, good friend of ours, man. Um, Derek Trucks is a great, um, uh, uh, I, I hate to say blues guitarist. He's just a phenomenal musician, you know. Uh, our good friend O'Teal Burbridge, um, who is a phenomenal musician. Uh, so so Bowl Live would just run the, I mean, we have everybody from, I mean, uh, Chris Robinson, the lead singer from the Black Crows, to John Schofield, who's one of the, you know, he's just, uh, he played with Miles Davis, you know what I mean? So, I mean, oh, and of course, uh, Questlove. So, so Quest, Amir, um, he uh, spins, I don't know if he does anymore, well, not right now, but he would spin every Thursday at Brooklyn Bowl. So whenever he was, you know, whenever we would, like I said, we did 10 nights there, we would do five nights, uh, take a couple of days off, do another five nights, whatever. But whenever a Thursday would roll around, Quest would come in, sit in on drums, so I would pick up guitar or whatever, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, and that's, I mean, that's like, that's literally just scratching the, 
the right. surface of you know um right. and that's just at that one venue right. over the you know but i mean you know like I mean, <laughs> shaka khan has sat in with us and 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 she she played drums <laughs> one wow. night yeah and she can play yeah. she can play so but um yeah i mean uh yeah the, the list the list goes on and I, oh frank mccomb i don't know if you cats know frank mccomb but if you don't know frank michelle and Cello, she's a good friend of ours you know we we were actually on tour with michelle um we did like a tour of the country actually so you know that was that was years ago but it's kind of hard to keep track right i hear you I hear you. Uh, so speaking of touring and um, all that kind of stuff, um, obviously with, uh, you know, COVID-19 going on, yeah, that's pretty much out of the question. Um, yeah. well, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Um, as far as we know, that's already out. Uh, when was that released? That came out, that's a good question. I, sh- I should know. That's been out about uh, three weeks now. Oh, okay, so it was just released. Yeah, it was just released. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. I know it might be kind of early, but how is it? How has it been received by the by the general public? It's been really good, man. I mean, just in this short time, we so we have the the single out, and then the week after the single came out, the the music, the official video for it came out, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot, a lot of streams, a lot of views, a lot of a lot of just. Um, a lot of positive uh, reaction to it, you know? Um, and like you said, I mean, so, and it, it's definitely, um, like you said, it, it's definitely reminiscent of, um, you know, like late sixties, early seventies, you know, I'll, 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 and I'll, I'll say that on guitar, one of my biggest influences singing, but definitely guitar playing and songwriting is Curtis Mayfield. So you can definitely hear like, you know, not that I was going for that. I, I don't, I, I, whenever I'm uh, writing music, I don't really sit down with a, a song. Say, right, I'm going to do my version of this. It's just, you know, that I, like I said, I've been listening to that music since I was an infant, you know? So it, that's just what comes out. I don't fight it. You know, you know it's so weird too, man. Cause uh, I was thinking Curtis Mayfield, but I was also thinking when I first heard it, Booker T and the MGs as well. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, man, I got a good, I got a good Booker story for you. Yeah, so, let's hear it. Actually, so, uh, so he was a guest of ours at Bowl Live, uh, two different Bowl Lives. We did one out in uh, California in Tahoe, and okay. then and then we did uh, one in, back in Brooklyn. But when we were out in Tahoe. Um, we were at this spot um, that we play at. Man, I wish I could. Uh, is that the Crystal Bay? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So that we had like this really nice big backstage, you know, room. And I guess they up there they have like uh, Frank Sinatra's one of his pianos up there, you know. So we would just kind of sit around and, like I said, every night was a different guest. So we would kind of be running through tunes or whatever. So the night that that uh, that that Booker was on the gig. We were all upstairs in the in the green room, you know, just hanging out, eating food, and and he sat down at the piano. We were trying, running through the songs. We were gonna, of course, we were gonna play Green Onions, of course, you know. So he sat down at the piano, and he said, you know, you know, everybody gets the song wrong. Every, you know, what I'm saying, like, it, it's it's one of those tunes. It's so easy, but it's not. You know, what I mean, like it's. And he sat down, and I remember my brother sitting, we all around the piano watching him play. My brother especially was looking like, oh my goodness, like you're watching the the man, you know what I'm saying? And seeing how, and, and he was like, yeah, I, it is pretty simple, you know what I mean? But like, uh, but he's just a, a phenomenal human being. That dude is, and, and the thing, so that night, uh, well, both times he played, we had, two organs, two Hammond organs, my brother and then Booker. Woo. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So yeah, I am a huge Booker T and the MGs fan, without a doubt, without right. a doubt. So, but that's a huge um, thank you. Uh, that's, uh, it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought of that, those two especially. And then when you tied it all into stacks, I said, okay, well, it kind of makes sense now. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, man, that's just, uh, you know, that's just, like I said, that's music I, I grew up listening to. But just beyond that, man, it's just, I, it's, um, that's just music I just love. I love, man. I mean, I obviously, like, I listen to all, all kinds of music. But there's just something about that, that era, that style. Um, and, and again, you know, going back to that tune and then, you know, and especially when we were like hanging out with Booker, um, you know, those few days and, and hearing the stories of, man, when you hear from someone straight up, what, what was like the day Martin Luther King Jr. got killed? And what they were do like, you know what I'm saying, man? Like those cats were in the studio making music when they found out about that, you know? And then and it, things got real, you know what I'm saying? Like in town, you know what I'm saying? And 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 we all kind of know the story, or a lot of people should know the story of Stacks. You know, like, man, there was, you know, everybody was up in there, like white dudes, you know, brothers, you know, everybody and and they were family. So when that went down, like they had to get, you know, you know, Steve Cropper and Duck Down and all these cats out of there safely because they knew that their lives were at risk, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just incredible when you, you know, that that um what those dudes, what all those those cats, you know, even in Motown, Stax, and you know, what they were living. You know what I mean? Like it was, they were making great music, but their lives were permeated that music. You know, what they went through permeated that music. It's powerful stuff, man. You know, it's, it's, it's powerful. So it just, um, you know, just having been lucky enough to grow up, you know, soon, I was born in 74, you know what I mean? But but, you know, like I said, you know, you know, 74, you know, like I, my early childhood wasn't that far along after that. Right. You know what I mean? It was really still a part of the community, you know, like a part of people's conversations, the way they live their lives. And, you know, what I'm saying so. And again, the music was a, a huge part of it for me. And it's just it's just kind of stuck, you know. So when especially, you know, I, that's just how I, you know. That's how I, I I express myself, you know. And so yeah, so maybe it may, people may may say, oh, it's kind of throwback or whatever. Cool, you can call it throwback. Like that's fine with me, you know. What I mean, if that if whatever I'm doing immediately makes you think of something like that, cool. You know, yeah, what I'm that's saying? a compliment. I'm good. I'm good. Absolutely, uh, and that music is still relevant. So, you know, nothing to be ashamed of there. Um, so because of COVID, what's the plan going forward in terms of um, you releasing new music? Um, you know, so it, the because of COVID, it's, it's given me a lot of time. I, I've got more music than I know what to do with now. So, like, I'm already like for our release schedule for Vintage League music is we're already in the you know 2021, good well into 2021 in terms of releases, you know. So um, that's, yeah, I got, there's plenty of music, you know, of my own music and, and other uh, groups on the label. So that I'm a part of, you know, um, okay. so there's no shortage of music, you know, and, and we're, go we're going is, you know, full, full ahead with it, you know, playing shows, obviously, you know, that's, that's a whole different story, you know, um, but um, we'll, we'll What about like that. Facebook Live or uh, Instagram Live? Yeah, so actually, so what I've been doing, um, it kind of started, actually, one of the songs um, on the new Crush Velvet album was my, <laughs> one day I was in the studio, and I just, I had an idea for a song, and uh, it reminded me of this um, podcast I listened to, it was like, it was focused around drummers, you know, but it was a very short segment, and the, the gist of it was like, you know, uh, the, the host is trying to ex explain to his listeners who are a lot of young drummers and such, like there's a lot of, uh, and you can find this with all kinds of uh, in, uh, musicians, whatever, but like specifically talking about drummers, like, you know, you see some drummer on Instagram and they're playing the craziest stuff, you know, and a lot of people get bummed out because man, you know, like 
that's, uh, you know, I can't do that. So the, what the host was trying to say is like, well, you know what, let me break it down to you. You know, like what you're seeing is 60, a 60 second clip of someone who probably put in months of work to learn this one little thing that they're going to play it for 60 seconds. And then they got the lighting right. They got the cameras, like they put a lot of effort into it. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is everything we're seeing now, these 60 second clips, if, I mean, if, if that now, you know what I mean? Like that, like that's even old school, you know? So, um, so anyway, I was in the studio one day, you know, and I had this idea for a song and I was like, you know what, let me just go live with it. I want to show people the process, you know, because I mean? a lot of people always say, oh man, you play drums, you play guitar, you sing, you play bass, man, you must, you know, I'm like, and it doesn't come that easy. Like you, what you hear is the final product, you know what I'm saying? But you don't see what could be the struggle to get to that point. So I was like, man, let me go live. And I forgot about it. I just like hit it. It was on the other side of the studio and I just started going. And the, the reaction to it was incredible. Because people were like, man, like I, like, I wish you would do that more. It was so amazing to see you. Like, I, you know, I'm just in there talking to myself, you know I mean? You know, you know, hyping myself up, you know, like, man, all that, that was horrible. Let me do it again. You know, like I forgot the camera was on. But I think it's important that for people to just see the process. We don't see the process enough in, especially in the, the music business. You know, you just see the, 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 the final thing, that everything is all glossy and it's all, you know, produced and, you know. So anyway, one of the songs on the Crush Velvet album is that first Facebook Live thing that I did. Mm. And I've been doing some ever since, you know. So I'll just hit it and I say, I don't know what's about to happen, but we'll see you know so and right. and there's there's uh, there's something kind of cool about it also for me in that you know um i have to i don't feel like i have to but you know people are, it's kind of like being playing a live show for you know what i'm saying like that uh that spontaneity uh, you know just creating on the spot you know what i'm saying so it's been uh it's been a a challenge for me it's been it's been a lot of fun but uh so anyway so that's what i've been doing with like facebook live you know it's just like creating you know right in front of people you know so okay yeah. um so alan tell us a little bit more about how people can um can reach out to you cool um uh so let's see i guess one the uh to keep it simple um, uh, vintageleaguemusic.com is a, is a uh, easy way to, to see everything that we have going on at the label. And then through that, you know, there's easy ways to get to all my socials and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. But I would say, you know, just to keep it simple, you know, vintageleague.com or vintage, you know, vintage, if you just search vintage league, either on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find, you'll find us pretty easily. Okay, and is that where we can purchase the music too? Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, and that would that would be nice. So, we, <laughs> you know, uh, but we, uh, yeah, we, obviously, all of our music is is streaming, like you know, uh, everywhere. But we uh, we also we do vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Like we put out 45s. Um, actually, uh, by the time this airs, the uh, the first single that I was talking about for Crush Velvet will be out on uh, 45 you know, seven inch 45. So, um, yeah, we're still doing, doing vinyl, man. And, and, uh, obviously streaming. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Mr. Evans, man, I appreciate the, uh, appreciate you joining the show, man. Great conversation. Thanks for being so open. Oh um, man, man, that's the only way to be, man. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Anything else you want to add before we, uh, let you get back to your evening here? Yeah. Everybody stay safe out there, stay healthy, and November is coming up. Please get out and vote. It is crucial this year. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to push anyone either direction. Right. But, <laughs> but right. this is a big one. Yeah, That's all I'm going to say. So let's, let's, let's stop all the nonsense. All right. We're not telling you who to vote for, but go vote. You know, go. you know what to do. All right. Exactly. Mr. Evans, appreciate your time, sir.
Thank you very much. Appreciate yours as well. All right. And that's Alan Evans, a.k.a. Crush Velvet, on the Bring Back Soul Music podcast. And we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Mr. Alan Evans. You can find out more about Alan on his website at vintageleaguemusic.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Bring Back Soul Music TV. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. I'm Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.